The Sports Career Podcast, episode 193. How can self-discipline enhance your mindset and body in sports and in your day-to-day life? Achiever and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Career Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers and if this is your first time tuning into the show, thank you so much for checking out this podcast and if you are a listener, a loyal listener who always tunes in every week, I'm always grateful for your support by listening to the show. Now my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who can inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your day-to-day life, especially if you have an interest in understanding what it takes to be an elite athlete. I really do hope that this episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Mandy Marquette. Mandy is a professional track cyclist at Team Novo Nordisk. Also, she performs for USA Cycling. Also, Mandy is on a mission to help people with type 1 diabetes. Now, Mandy has type 1 diabetes and she has found a way to be able to compete as an elite athlete. For that reason, it's such a privilege to have Mandy as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Mandy will share her sports career journey and explain to you how self-discipline can enhance your mind and body in sport, but also in your day-to-day life. Mandy, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show. Please do share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Thank you, Ed. It's great to be here and share my experience and journey. I was actually born in Germany, and my father's German. My mom's American. She grew up in Florida. So when I was six, they moved back to Florida to live there, be close to her family. They got me involved in sport really young with uh, tennis, swimming. I actually really wanted to try a triathlon. So they found a really safe place for me to learn how to really competitively race my bike. And that was at the velodrome, 15 minutes from our home. It was a really cool experience. And I just fell in love with cycling and specifically track cycling, but I'd also do some road cycling and competed at my first junior road nationals when I was about almost 11. Um, so yeah, it just, it's really taken off then since. And, uh, I just fell in love with the sport. Just quickly going back with regards to your childhood, can you remember that sort of defining moment when you went, right, I'm going to be an elite athlete? I was always really competitive. Um, Never really knew the extent of how far athletics could really take me. Um, I just knew that I I really loved it and I loved traveling and my parents were really supportive. Um, Yeah, the bike was just starting to take me places. And I was like, this is really cool compared to swimming and tennis. I was always, you know, static. So the bike was just like one of those things. I was like, whoa, I'm going really fast and seeing a lot of things. And I'm meeting a lot of really cool people from all over the world. And just with regards to having a support system, I've had the privilege to interview quite a lot of athletes on the show. And I've learned that parents have a big role at an early stage you know as a support system or a guidance perspective may I ask how your parents supported you from an encouragement standpoint and then they sort of let you fly in regards to then going that elite level because 
with parents. I think they have an important role, but sometimes they just don't know what to do if their child's got that talent. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, I'd say just their support of opening those doors of trying different sports and seeing what I liked and I didn't like. They were never really forceful. Like you have to do this. You have to be here. I remember sometimes I would actually go to the velodrome and I was alone. I didn't have any other teammates or people my age. So there are days that I actually would be at the velodrome alone. My mom would take me or my dad would take me. And sometimes I actually didn't really feel like riding. And, you know, they would just remind me that they came out here to support me and it's their time too. And so I didn't really understand it that much, but I would, you know, ride and just be happy that I was outside. But really looking back at it, it was just their support and their encouragement. And there was a big turning point too when my dad moved back to Germany when I was 14, my parents had split. Um, but they were still really supportive. And that was really important to me. Um, I actually didn't do any competition for a while, um, maybe about a half a year, just because I was just pretty sad because um, my dad was just a big part of my life and he was just gone, but he was still really well connected with me. Um, and my mom you know, just kind of started to pick me back up a little bit too and got me into track and field and cross country. So it was just both of their support were on different times of my life too. And sometimes at the same time and sometimes other parts. Um, but yeah, when I moved back to Germany and I was 14, um, around that time, well, 15, uh, my dad and I did get closer there, um, cause I was actually diagnosed there with type one diabetes and yeah, it just brought us closer together. Just knowing that like life's just really precious and, um, you know, kind of everything happened for a reason and, uh, always just been an athlete. So, um, yeah, they were just, oh, you could tell they were scared a little bit thinking maybe is this the end, but they just continued to encourage me. And it's kind of just, yeah, the bike was always just one of those things that made me really happy. And they knew that. Mandy, thank you so much for sharing that. Like my parents got divorced when I was 12. So when you said that, my sort of heart sort of felt like sunk as well. My answer, you were only child out of interest. Yes, I am. Um, interesting story. It's nothing to be sad about totally, but um, I actually was born a twin. I have a twin brother and he passed away from SIDS um, really young at six weeks. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into what I do and my relationship with my parents because I kind of, I would say I still do have a brother. Um, so he's always with me. Absolutely. And may I ask how you got inspired to get on the bike? You said, you mentioned really briefly, you felt happy on the bike, but after that sort of uh, instance, wrong word, but life happens with parents splitting up. I know that from my experience, but what inspired you just to get back on that bike and go, well, here's a new chapter, see where it leads me. Yeah, I love cycling. It's just taking me some to a lot of really cool places. And so I was just always competitive and I'm like, there has to be a way to get back on the bike. <laughs> like it just, I have to, I just, even though I, at the beginning, of course, like there's a lot that goes into managing your diabetes. Um, you know, I met a lot of doctors and uh, dietitians and, you know, endocrinologists. And there's one doctor that actually said I would never be able to compete at a high level in my sport. And so I was like, well, why not? <laughs> and I actually didn't know any other athletes with diabetes. And I was, you know, I was young and there's a stigma too that, you know, you have diabetes, you can't do that, you can't eat that. And it was kind of one of those things. I was like, well, why not? <laughs> and you know, my dad was just really supportive. Got back on my bike, you know, and 
just saw it from there um, that I wanted to compete at German nationals again. I was, I was there actually competing um, maybe a couple months before I was diagnosed. I actually was a bronze medalist in the 500 as a junior there. And then I was like, oh, I want to try it again just a year later. So within that time frame, so I was diagnosed with diabetes and then started training again, seeing how it kind of worked with managing my diabetes, nutrition, competed at nationals, was bronze in the same event. So bronze, not diabetic, and then bronze with diabetes. So it was kind of one of those turning points for me that I was like, okay, like this is really possible. Obviously it's a lot harder and there's gonna be so much more to learn, but I, don't know, I just had that passion that, that I just, I just wanted it. And, uh, I wanted to, to see how far I could go. And I find this really interesting. I just want to fill in the gap if that's okay for the listeners of how we got connected. Cause it sort of links in with this conversation. We got connected on Instagram through a post I put about networking, sent me a direct message. Then I knew you were on Twitter and then I watched your video, which is pinned by the way, so you can watch it. And you shared your story of, you know, with type one diabetes, and I was just fascinated. You've inspired me, as I said before the show. But may I ask, with regards to a question now, did you put a game plan in place in how you're going to figure this out? Like you said it very briefly, like it's possible, but you had to learn more. May I ask how you managed to? I take it as adva- like it's like what you've just said is a bit of like an adversity, but you've turned it into a success. May I ask, reflecting back, of how you put those steps into place that this is possible? Um, to compete at the highest level, despite with type one diabetes. Yeah, it's a great question. I think the biggest is really what I go back to is the support of my parents. You know, them telling me, you know, I can still do it. It's still, it's still possible. Um, yeah, and then the bike just kind of always remember keeping me grounded, just because it always brought me back to the things that really made me happy. And uh, the bike is always kind of one of those you just kind of can ride on your own and just think. And it was just kind of one of those things I, I love just exploring um, and having their support and just doing that kind of kept moving me forward. And also just after a while realizing, okay, I have the resources to manage my diabetes. Um, I did go through a little bit of denial and didn't want to take my insulin. And, but from there, I um, just grew kind of through those experiences like them to that. I'm just thankful to have. The resources to manage my diabetes and also then a couple years later I, I decided to move back to florida to live with my mom um still a great like always do have a great relationship with them it's just i wanted to go back to florida to finish my last year in senior senior year in high school and look at colleges because that was just kind of the next step and i was just kind of seeing okay where cycling will take me because i can race collegiately and i love pennsylvania i went to penn state and got a degree in business management and marketing. So that's been a really great experience and race collegiately. And it just, I, I didn't really know um, what I wanted to do next. Like I just kind of raced every year up here. There's a lot of internationals that come here to race. And I knew that like, I just wanted to be on the national team and, and wear the stars and stripes. And those are just like little goals I always just had and always just trying to improve managing my diabetes better. And then also joining Team Nova Nordisk and meeting other athletes with type 1 diabetes just gave me that hope and, and inspired me to continue just to, to be a better athlete too. And the team is just so supportive. I've been on the team now for 10 years and I'm, I, I can't believe how time has flown by and how far I've come though with diabetes and just my mindset. And I just think having that support system and other people 
um, around me to look up to. Because obviously when I was diagnosed, I, I didn't have anybody that I knew who had diabetes and was an athlete. So I think now there's a lot more resources out there and my team has a great platform to connect with people. And I think that's really what's important is to have a community. Would you mind just sharing some of those resources uh, just for people listening in instead of them figuring it out? If you could just share a few, that'd be really great if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. So my team, Team Nova Nordisk, uh, their website, they have a lot of resources on managing your diabetes exercise. Um, also just really inspirational stories from my other teammates who were diagnosed you know, I was diagnosed at 16. They were diagnosed when they were younger. The CEO of our team, Phil Sutherland, he was diagnosed when he was just a baby. And, uh, you know, he has a family now and everything and, and still races his bike as well and really is an inspiration to the team. It's just all these different stories, I think, has inspired me. And I think really a lot of people can see that too through these resources that the team has um, with stories and just tips. And um, we have a great research team too with endocrinologists and doctors that, you know, the men's pro team is continually racing at the highest level and trying to race at the Tour de France. So there's just there's a lot of effort and research that goes into into the, you know living with diabetes and being an athlete. And also Beyond Type One is a great organization that we're affiliated with. There's a lot of research um, and just a community of people having conversations. There's you know JDRF, American Diabetes Association. You know it's 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 a worldwide. A conversation that's always happening and with you know the internet today there's so many resources and ways to connect with people and I think it's that's that's pretty powerful. Absolutely and thank you so much for sharing. Now going back to your career now because I want to get really in depth in regards to the last 10 years. I, I've always been intrigued with regards to the fundamentals of being an elite athlete. Out of interest reflecting the last 10 years, what are those fundamentals? I'd say definitely resilience persistence and just knowing that you go out there every day and that's like, you don't have to do it, but it's because you want to do it. And it's what brings you joy. Um, you know, I was an athlete way before I was diagnosed and it's just always been a part of my life in school with sport and also just continuing my education that always, you know, kept me disciplined too. having athletics and having a balance. Um, I see a lot of people sometimes get too caught up, even young athletes of trying to be this best athlete, the greatest athlete. And that's awesome. But also your education follows who you are. And I think those two both go hand in hand and um, to get involved too in school. And that's really just kind of kept me balanced throughout my cycling career and getting my education and having a network and friends and creating experiences and memories. Just on that point, I just want to follow up because I remember when we got connected and I said, I love you on the show. And you went, Ed, sure, but I've got to check my training regime. So it gets to my main theme question of this week is uh, for the podcast is like, how important is self-discipline sort of on the sports field, but also in day-to-day life? Yeah, it's it's so important because you you, you have to kind of be able to separate that as well. So I have a lot going on to with, you know, sponsors and the team and, and I enjoy all that and it's awesome and it's fun. And a lot of people are like, isn't that a lot of work? And yeah, it is, but I'm passionate about it. But at the same time too, when I'm at the track, you know, I'll snap a few photos here and there, but I put my phone away and uh, do the work. And I know that I have dedicated those couple of hours of my day, um, sometimes with double sessions, but 
that I put everything into that session and I walk away being really happy with that. And then I kind of, you know, get back into that world of, of uh, connecting with my friends and, and, and that networking. And that's just, you know, especially in this time of COVID, like you know, it's really kept the team and us all together by having, you know, all these conversations with what's going on. How are you training? And I think it's just, it's important to have that balance and, and uh, it's just really shaped, I think a lot of who I am because with all the experiences that I've had and the people that I've met, um, yeah, I mean, the cycling is a big part of my life, but I wouldn't say it defines who I am and I wouldn't say diabetes defines who I am, but it's, you know, the, everything that I've learned from those, those experiences. And just with regards to your college degree, out of interest, how has that supported you as an athlete with regards to your personal brand out of interest? Yeah, so my degree is from Penn State, Lehigh Valley, Commonwealth campus of Penn State. So I went to a smaller um, Commonwealth campus and because of that, I was closer to the Veldrum and I got my degree in business management and marketing. And it's been really essential because being an athlete, I'm not making a lot of money. You know, I'm not trying to make millions of dollars. Like I'm just trying to, to connect people too and, and share my story and have this presence of, you know, women in the sport too, of just sharing kind of that diversity of also cycling doesn't have a lot of interest, I guess you could say in the U S just, you know, it's, it's more popular around the world um, and other parts of the country too. Um, but yeah, we just, I think my degree is just kind of pushed me to have that diversity. Um, and I really, I really enjoy the engagement and meeting people. And I really like social media and connecting. And it's just a great way to share, you know, your story and, and connect with other people just from around the world. Um, I just have fun with it. And yeah, I definitely want to continue and pursue my education, maybe with grad school. Um, I want to continue to, to kind of be that light too for people with diabetes and, and just continue to improve on, you know, being more vocal about it. And uh, my team definitely has one of the biggest platforms in the diabetes and cycling world. Um, for ad- advocating and uh, inspiring and educating and empowering everyone affected by diabetes. And it's just, it's pretty powerful. And uh, I just don't want my cycling career to be the end of that. So my education and the networks will continue to grow and yeah, and life beyond cycling one day. Absolutely one day. So when I say this question, I'm not planting seeds when I say it, but with regards to your personal brand and like when you think about that, the big word retirement, have you already seen already that building this network has been essential when that step happens? Uh, because just to be clear, I've interviewed in, uh, athletes who get a big injury or, you know, something out of the blue, and then they have to literally think about what's next. So this is just a question for elite athletes. How important is it to have other interests? You mentioned it already, but have you got already any interests at the moment you, you're sort of diving into, which isn't on the bike out of interest? Yes. So I'm really involved at Penn State Lehigh Valley. I'm on the alumni board of directors there. Um, Also looking into doing some mentorship at Penn State Lehigh Valley with students, just being able to connect with the campus that I spent four great years at and continuing to give back and, and uh, be involved there and just continue to to be involved on campus. Um, And also 
I'm working a little bit on the side with my godfather. Um, and it's kind of getting some work experience there. Um, he's really involved in the uh, food and beverage and candy industry. So it's just, it's interesting to kind of learn how all that works and from marketing to product development. So yeah, I mean, it's nothing, it's not that I'm totally vocal about that. I just kind of want it to be something that's like, that keeps me kind of sharp sometimes and not just totally foggy when I'm just thinking about cycling. It's just good to have other things going on. Um, and uh, yeah, just continuing to stay connected with my team and, and uh, you know, who, who knows what can happen from there. I, I want to get involved more with people and young people living with diabetes and, and going to um, maybe more diabetes camps. I've actually never been to a specific children's diabetes camps. I think it'd be so cool. I've been to a one day one and that was really fun and engaging and um, brought my bike. So yeah, I think there's just, there's so many outlets where my life and the direction can take me, but it's just kind of enjoying this right now in the process of everything and just learning and continuing to grow as a person and as an athlete. Well, Mandy, I'm really enjoying this conversation so much, and I hope the listeners are too. Out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from your cycling career journey, looking back right at this moment? Um, I read this quote the other day that um, kind of goes like, uh, failures continue to to just make you see and recognize what's important. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've failed a lot in a lot of things, and it's not to be afraid of that. Um, yeah, there's times that like I was entering the sprint world because I came from an endurance side of cycling and I entered the sprint world around 21, um, competed at my first World Cup in 2014 right after I graduated college and said, okay, I want to focus on cycling, specifically track sprint cycling and race for the national team. And man, I got whooped. <laughs> and uh, I just remember like going to these World Cups and I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I torturing myself like almost, you know, getting last and but but you know we all have to start somewhere and uh yeah and then this year you know about six years later it does take a lot of time to build strength um off the bike too or spend a lot of time in the gym but I was fourth at the world cup this um in 2019 October in, in Belarus and it just kind of showed me it's like yeah I can really do this you know there's a lot of hard work I've, I've failed a lot and I continue to to fail but then I, I appreciate those successes and um you know, also just living with diabetes was a, it was a big setback um, because there was just so much to learn and I'm always continuing to learn. And now we're a continuous glucose monitor. And um, yeah, I just think, I'm, I know that I have these resources. So it's just kind of appreciating them more and really being okay with failing at times, knowing that I'm going to be a better athlete and a, and a better person out of it. Well, look, I'm really enjoyed what you've just said because sometimes I've learned as a podcaster doing this for years, you think, is I'm going to get the right downloads, but it's just keep turning up and using the resources you have in general. And look, I'm, we're at a stage where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. And you've given bags of golden nuggets, I would say, of knowledge, but just for a young athlete, literally wanting to be that elite athlete and putting that first step in place of making it a reality on that journey, like you've done when you were 16 what three tips would you give? That is a great question too. <laughs> um, I would say from just my experience is that respect your parents, <laughs> go to school, 
and and something that you're really passionate about. Those three things, it's you know, that respect for your parents. It's they're always gonna be there. And just even the people that are important figures in your life, I think that really have respect for those people and know that the passion and the the resilience um, and all that just kind of keeps driving you forward. And then the people around you, it motivates them too. So my mom motivates me and motivate her and I love them. Absolutely. I think the number one is respect your parents. It's easy said than done at times because we, as young, we want to be ambitious, but really it's so important as a support system with any career journey, you know, not just being an elite athlete, but any walks of life. Out of interest, how can people connect with you on social media? So I'm on Instagram and I have my athlete Facebook page, Mandy Marquardt Cycling, and I'm on Twitter as well. So just if you put my name in, I'll pop up and uh, always happy to connect with more people, more athletes and have good conversations. So yeah, I'm really happy that I got the opportunity to meet you, Ed. And you know, thank you really so much for having these conversations in the in the sport world and with other people having that diversity is so important and having those conversations so i'm happy that i got to share my experience well everybody listening in all those links will be on my podcast and my website relating to this episode mandy it's been a pleasure my end to having you on the show thank you very much thank you so much what a fascinating and inspiring podcast chat with mandy and i really do hope you enjoyed it as much as i did the biggest learning lesson i've taken from this podcast is having the ability to to turn adversity into success. Now, the two examples I'm going to give is when Mandy and I were talking about how, um, you know, the split of her parents had an impact at the beginning of getting off the bike, but then inspired her to get back on the bike, which has led her to pursue a career as a professional cyclist. And also with regards to the battle of type 1 diabetes, like it's such an inspiring journey which I didn't know about before I sort of knew Mandy when we got connected on Instagram. But it's only when I did more research, I was fascinated with what she's trying to do to help other athletes and other people with type 1 diabetes and give back knowledge and sort of support in this area. And for me, this is what it's all about when pursuing a career in the sports industry. It's not just about the work you do with the other Mandy on the bike, it's what you do to impact others around you. So... For me, that was the biggest learning lesson. And I really do hope you felt that sort of inspiration as much as I did. But just getting back to today's podcast topic, without a doubt, self-discipline is something I've been trying to enhance with regards to my lifestyle, my mindset, uh, to be really honest to you. But I hope you've got a better understanding how self-discipline can enhance your mindset and body with regards to performing in sport, but also in your day-to-day life. So look, I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast chat and I really do hope you put into practice some of those sort of career tips from Mandy. And the biggest one I'm going to emphasize is having the respect with the people around you. Respect your parents, even if they're supporting you and you don't think they are. I bet you they are with regards to what they want you to be, with regards to your ambition and what drives you with regards to your career journey. But having that mindfulness of respecting the people around you is so important. 
and sometimes we undervalue that at times. So look, I really do hope you put that into practice today with regards to your sports career ambition and take action. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Mandy said, always have respect to your parents. They're always going to be there for you. Know that your passion and resilience will help you drive yourself forward, but also the people around you too. Oh,